Thank you for joining us for digital worship at Grace United Methodist Church in Cheyenne, Wyoming. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can find us on Facebook at Grace United Methodist Church Cheyenne or on our website at CheyenneGraceUMC.com. Thanks for joining us for worship whenever and wherever you are.
but let us know that you're with us. And if you have prayer concerns or things like that that you would like to share with us, um, we welcome you. And we're glad that you're with us. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving Father, we have taken this opportunity to gather here in this, this time of worship. Where no matter where we are and when we are, we're gathered together in your name, through Jesus, where the Spirit connects us across the miles and across technology. God, we come with our fears, our cares, our concerns, our even our joys as well. And we strip each one of those away, though, God, and we cast those cares out of you as we name them one by one and lighten our burden so that then we are free to be prepared to worship you with all that we have. And through that worship, Lord, we pray that you are glorified and that we are prepared to be nurtured and to receive the message you would have us here today so that we are freed to go into your world in your service. We pray that all that we do and say here today brings you joy and encourages us. In Jesus' holy, precious name we pray. Amen. I invite Wanda now to come and share a reflection connection. busy list, because even with COVID, there's still a busy 
So when you think about this and you hear this scripture, think about slowing down. Think about what the priorities are. The conversation with God is always a priority. Thank you. Our scripture today is from Luke. Chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, and it might sound familiar, it's a story about Martha and Mary. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And children's message time. Okay, for the young and young at heart, both, this is what we have today. So the Mary and Martha story. Yay! <laughs> so I struggle with the Mary and Martha story, and here's why. So kids think about what happens if you went to school and your teacher says you gotta do all these things, and you went, no, I'm thinking, I'm reflecting. I'm listening. I'll do it later. How would that be received? What if you came to dinner and there was no dinner? And your whoever's fixing dinner in your house is going, no, I'm thinking, I'm reflecting, I'm listening. What would happen? What would happen? Oh no. So last week I got in trouble. I got in trouble by Connor and Brian because they said I was working too much. But I like working, and I like connecting, and I like being around people, I like doing all the things, and it's great. And they said, but what do you do for fun? I said, I like my work, that is fun for me. And they said, I don't know if that counts. And I said, oh, but I walk the dog, and that's fun for me. I also paint with my friend, and that's fun for me, and I go to lunch and hang out with people, and that's fun for me. And I also take time for myself. And they went, when? I said, well, when you're all sleeping. Well, I like to get up early, and when I walk the dog, it is my time to reflect and to think and listen. So I struggle with Mary and Martha because I think Mary's wonderful. Mary's busy. Mary's doing things. People come over to the house, and Mary's like, ooh, how can I help? And what can I do? And it's awesome. And what does Jesus do? Jesus says, sit down. Martha's sitting, Martha's being good. Hmm. Yeah, but who's going to eat and who's going to take care of us all if there's nothing prepared and nothing taken care of? So here's how I interpret. In the scripture, what I'm thinking is that what it's wanting us to believe is that your spiritual values are more important than the material business or work. So go back to your heart. Why are you doing what you're doing? And it is true, Brian and Connor, that maybe I could work a little bit less. And maybe I could reflect and think 
and listened a little bit more. Yes. But what are your values? Where's your heart? What does God want? And God really wants you to listen, reflect, and think. However, you can't tell your teacher that you're not going to do the work. We need to do the work, too. But listen to your heart and what are your values? Why are you working? And what are you doing? So breathe. Because this is a big one. And it is important. Find your balance. Take care of one another. Amen. Number four, you feel a nagging feeling of oughtness. Like, I ought to be doing that. I ought to be doing this. Number five, you often show insensitivity and impatience toward other people. Number six, you feel resentment about others who aren't as driven as you are. 
Number seven, you convey a demanding spirit with others. Number eight, you have difficulty concentrating on one thing at a time. Number nine, delays easily frustrate you. You're the person who's tapping on the counter in front of the microwave, waiting for the 30 seconds to be over. Number 10, you're, you often experience sunset fatigue. And John Ortberg talks about sunset fatigue as being that at the end of the day where you're just exhausted, you're worn out and you have nothing left for your spouse or your children because you've worn yourself out throughout the day. So now if you'll add up your points and see what your score is. If you scored zero to three, you're in good shape, according to Charles Stone. If you scored four to six, you need to take two baby aspirin. <laughs> If you scored 7 to 12, you need to take two extra straight Tylenol. And if you scored 12 to 20, you might be valiant. <laughs> well, I want to tell you that um, I'd like you to think about today's story in the context of if Jesus knocked on your door. Because you see, the context for the story is that Mary and Martha didn't know Jesus was coming. With his disciples, he was bringing friends. And uh, for those of you that may not know, Mary and Martha are the sisters to Lazarus. And biblical scholars actually think that Martha was the oldest child. Um, so Jesus was dropping company with his buddies. And all of a sudden, they're in Martha's living room. And it, I used to live in a, a house that was on the historic register. Andy and I had a bed and breakfast in Rollins, Wyoming. And we actually would have people who would knock on our door and ask if they could have a tour. I think they thought we were a museum or something. Um, and so I was always tempted to get a sign that said, if you come to see me, come anytime. If you come to see my house, you need to make an appointment. Um, because I am not comfortable, and many of you know this about me, I am not a drop-in kind of person. I don't drop in at your house, and I don't want you dropping in at mine. Because you may, might see my house dirty. You might see that I need to take the recycling out. You might see that I need to sweep the floors. Um, Martha was my kind of girl. Um, she was the oldest, and I'm the oldest of two daughters. She was a type A personality, and she loved checklists. Um, I love checklists. Sometimes I make a list, and if I've done something that wasn't on the list, I add it to the list just so I can check it off. I'm that kind of girl. And so, um, I could, can really relate to Martha. Um, our children, we have two daughters that are in their late 30s now, and um, they were probably the only second grader, second and third grader in our community that had daytimers. Back in the day before everything was online, they had daytimer calendars. And once a week we had a family daytimer meeting where we all sat down and coordinated our calendars. And we did that the entire time they lived in our house. Um, Andy and I still sit down once a week and have a calendar meeting um, because that's just how I roll. It's just nice to have everything planned out and know what's going to happen and see how much more you can pack in around the edges. So, but Mary had an opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus um, with his disciples and to learn. And that was not common in that day. When
did not sit at the feet of the teachers um, or the uh, people at the temple and learn um, with the men. They were separated, separated out from the men. And so she had that opportunity and she decided to take it. And Martha's busy running around the house trying to get dinner ready. She could have pulled out leftovers from the night before, but not Martha. It had to be perfect. It had to be good. So um, I was reading about the, a typical day in the life of a biblical woman. They believe that on average, a biblical woman spent two hours a day just grinding enough grain to make bread every day. I, you would have to shoot me. I mean, there is no way. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the slow cooking um, revolution that, that was going on before COVID. I think COVID's taken it to a new height. Um, but there was a big movement around slow cooking, taking all day long to smoke something or to roast something. Um, and COVID, that may be one of the, the silver linings of COVID, is that we really have, as a society, um, tended to slow down a little bit because so many things have been canceled. But this is a tale of two sisters, and everybody is on their own journey. Um, I think it's important to remember that Martha was so busy in the kitchen that she was missing out on what was most important. Um, Chuck Swindoll, um, uh, author and a pastor, says that busyness rapes relationships. It substitutes shallow frenzy for deep friendship. It promises satisfying dreams but delivers hollow nightmares. It feeds the ego but starves the inner man. It fills the calendar but fractures the family. It cultivates a program but plows under its priorities. That's from his book, Killing Giants and Pulling Thorns. And I think about, um, you know, my, I, my mother-in-law is or was a, an unbelievable hostess, but she never worried about how her house looked. People dropped in. She had, um, she entertained a lot. My father-in-law was a, a chief of staff at the VA hospital here, and um, they would have visiting doctors all the time that would come in. And one night, um, the cat, Figaro, drug in a, a ground squirrel, a dead ground squirrel, and decided he was going to eat it under the table while we, they had guests, the visiting doctors. My mother-in-law and all of her um, hospitality, and she was raised in the South, and so she was quite the Southern hostess, she, um, it, instead of just ignoring it and freaking out like I probably would have, she was just like, oh my goodness, look what Figaro brought in, and she dropped a napkin over it. Um, and just covered it until everybody was through eating. Um, that would have been a crisis in my world. Um, there is no way I could have continued to eat with a dead ground squirrel under my table. Um, and I would have been horrified. Um, a simple meal would have sufficed for Jesus, but not for Martha. She had to do the best. Um, and Martha had to attend to details that had to be made. There's no doubt that they were hungry and they'd been traveling and they needed to eat. But maybe it didn't have to be a complete meal. Maybe it could have been something simple. And then, as is true with all sisters, um, Martha goes to Jesus and complains. And she says, look, I'm doing all the work, and she's sitting there at your feet just enjoying herself. What's with that? And Jesus says, oh, Martha. He said, and he does it to us all the time, where he just says, don't worry. And, you know, she's attending to the things that are important. And I think sometimes we forget what those important things are. The story reveals that she was resentful towards Mary's lack of helping her to prepare the meal. 
And Martha was demanding. She wanted to know from Jesus why Mary, he wasn't making Mary help her. And I'm sure if you've had siblings, you can relate to that story as Juana talked about. Um, about why do I have to do this by myself? Why isn't she doing anything? Why do I have to do the dishes this week? Um, I always felt that after raising two daughters that are 15 months apart that I could have been a negotiator for the PLO um, <laughs> because it was continuous. And that comparison is what kills us and it kills our inner man when we start comparing ourselves to other people. Um, the word worry that the scripture uses describes an agitated state of mind, which certainly inhibited um, Martha's ability to concentrate and focus. And then I think that we need to remember is that everybody is on their own journey. And Martha um, compared herself to Mary, and she became resentful. And then she lost her joy. She couldn't even enjoy that Jesus, who was a local celebrity, kind of a local rock star, was sitting in her living room with his other disciples and her brother and her sister, and um, that she was entertaining probably um, one of the most coveted guests in that community that day. But Jesus didn't judge her. He just listened. And um, Luke 10.41 reminds us that Martha, um, it, remind, it, where it reminds us that uh, Jesus reminded Martha about priorities and where to focus, and it was on her relationship with him. So what happens when we slow down and we seek a relationship with Christ? Well, a lot of things might happen, and I think a lot of us have had a lot of time during COVID to reflect on our relationship. We realize that God loves us where we are. God didn't come to judge her part of his house. He came to spend time with her and her brother and her sister. He doesn't judge us. Um, we have a peace that passes all understanding. We don't have to worry about whether our house is clean, whether we have the dishes done. Um, we get a sense of relief. Um, the one who matters the very most finds us worthy. And I think that that's the message for all of us today, is that regardless of where you are, whether you're Mary, whether you're Martha, that God finds you worthy. Every single person has value and worth. And that God values relationships over all else. When he worked with his disciples, he didn't talk to them about projects. It wasn't project management. Jesus was not a project manager. He was a relationship guy. And um, that's, in God's kingdom, that's the priority. And sometimes we lose that sense of prioritization. And we think about the checklist and the projects and the things that we need to get done. And we lose that sense of joy. We lose that sense of peace that comes when we're like, it's okay, it'll get done tomorrow. Um, it, it, you know, it, the house, the dust and the cobwebs will still be there. And I think there's a children's book that actually talks about that, about that, you know, um, spending time with your children, with your family, the people that are important in your life are the things that are important. Because the cobwebs and the dust bunnies are always going to be there um, to take care of. So in closing, I'd like to share a um, poem with you that came to mind as I was preparing for today. And it's called The Difference. And it's written uh, by Alan Grant. It says, I got up early one morning and I rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me and heavier came each time.
Why doesn't God help me, I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why God didn't show me, he said, but you didn't seek. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, my child, you didn't knock. I woke up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. So I would just like to um, have us think about that as we go out um, into the world this week, that the projects and the work and the things to do on your to-do list are always going to be there. Um, but we never know how long the people and those relationships are going to be there. And that that's where we need to prioritize our time and our values. So with that, um, we'll prepare our and we'll prepare our hearts for prayer. Um, and Deanne's going to play a, play a musical selection, and then we'll do the uh, closing prayer.
and our music team has a music offering for you today. for joining us for digital worship at Grace United Methodist Church in Cheyenne, Wyoming. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can find us on Facebook at Grace United Methodist Church Cheyenne or on our website at CheyenneGraceUMC.com. Thanks for joining us for worship whenever and wherever you are. <laughs>